A marketing survey shows 91% of consumers would rather buy from an authentic brand. Wow! Branding is clearly an extremely important aspect to your business. Luckily, our guest today shares the three pieces of a connected brand and how you can put yours together in just one day. You'll learn why building your brand should be the first thing that you do, as well as two tactics to use to earn testimonials before you have an audience. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Phoenix Experiment. Today we have an interview and I wanted to introduce you to our first interviewee guest. She offers coaching and marketing to overwhelmed business owners, which I would imagine is probably every single one of us at this point. Or if we're not already business owners, we're overwhelmed people starting a business. We're getting there. Either way, we're overwhelmed. She's been in the business for over 20 years. Uh, She's created the Absolute Marketing System, which contains five pillars that can be implemented in just five days, which can absolutely take your business to the next level, and that is very exciting at any level. Please welcome Elizabeth Pamplone from Beyond the Cause, Inc. Hi. It is so good to have you on. I am very excited. This is my, uh, you are the first guest on the Phoenix Experiment. So welcome and thank you so much for joining us and being a part of the community. And I'm very happy to have you here. Well, thank you so much. I'm honored to be the first one. So I am wondering, we were going to talk about today the approach to building a brand when you're just starting out in a business. When you, there's so many different things that you have going on. There's so many different things to do, so many different things to think about. How do you, how do you even approach brand building when you're still trying to build a website or uh, think about what to write on your blog or create a content calendar and, and do all the things? Like where does creating a brand come into play and how do you approach that so early on or do you approach it so early on? Well, the brand is actually the first thing that I recommend people start with. The other things cannot really happen effectively or efficiently if the brand is not there to begin with, to be the foundation and really the the stepping stones that you build your entire business on. So I start with the brand when I do uh, my system called Absolute Marketing. It's a five-day system. The brand is the first thing we do. And sometimes people will come to me and say, hey, I need a website. Hey, I need this or that. And I tell them, let me see your brand. And they show me a logo or something their friend did for them. And I'm like, no, we got to start back here, honestly. And and sometimes I'll force them if they want to work with me, if they really do. I'm like, we have to force you to go back to the beginning. And we just start here because if we don't, I'm basically building them something that's not going to serve them well. It's not going to give them the type of business that they want, the type of business they're, they're spending the money to create. So I make people go back to the beginning if I don't feel the brand is strong enough. So that is very interesting to me because I, so what, when you say show me a brand, when you say uh, somebody comes to you to see if they're a good fit to work with you and you say, show me your brand and we'll go from there. 
And you said they show you their logo, they show you their website. That's what I would think to show you as well. So what 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 are you actually looking for if that is not the answer to your question? It sort of is the answer to my question. For, I've been doing this for 20 years. So it's I've had a lot of experience. I've seen a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of very strange and wonderful things. Um, but the thing that I'm looking for is, when someone shows me their brand, quote unquote, and they, they show me a logo and they show me their business card or something like that, I can tell immediately from that if they put the time and effort into it. Because when I see it and I get them from it immediately, I'm like, this is you. I don't even have to know you. I don't have to know anything about you. I just get you from looking at something very, very inconsequential, such as a business card or even just a, an image, right? A logo is, I feel like is just a secondary piece of a brand. So it's just an image. So if I can look at that one little piece and see you and understand you without having to really know you at all or understand your brand and what you're trying to accomplish your business, then your brand is great. It means that you really did the work and dug deep and actually found out what visual representations can really emote the emotion or the evoke the the connected response that you need uh, from someone to make them know, like, and trust you without even having to talk to them, basically. And a lot of our our connections and our interactions are done online. And so if your brand is strong enough, you can actually go, you know, and I'm going to use myself as an example because I've been working on this for so long, but you can go to my website and you can basically sort of have a conversation with me without having a conversation with me. You can see the photos I have, you can see the colors I use, and you can get a sense of who I am. If we were to work together, this is what you're going to get. It's all out there transparent. So when someone shows me that logo and I see it immediately, I can see this makes sense. What they're telling me is their business and this logo or this branding it goes together. I just get it. And I say, you know what? This is great. Let's use this. Let's build on this. Yes, let's build a website on this. Other people have shown me their logos and they'll say, they'll even come to me like sheepish in a way like, okay, well, you know, it's not finished yet. Well, um, I'm kind of still working on it. Like, I mean, I'm not happy with the colors yet. And they'll have this not like this lack of confidence. And that also shows me that it's not right yet. And they know it's not right. They, they know something's wrong, but they're not sure what it is. Is it a color? Is it a font? Is it a size? Is it the right image? They don't know what the wrong, the piece that's wrong is yet. And sometimes it's the name. I go back to people with businesses for 10 years and I'm like, is this who you are? Maybe it's who you were, but is it who you are? And so, you know, starting out with one name and changing your name is not going to be a bad thing. I mean, I've had three or four different names over my career and it's more about how you approach the brand and how you actually say, this is me right now. This is what I'm offering. This is what I'm going to offer. This is what I want to offer. And then having that show through in something that is basically nonverbal. Okay. So, so my understanding is that a, a logo and a website that you create is a part of your brand, but it doesn't necessarily, it, it can be kind of a, it can also just be a filler. So if it doesn't represent you and if it doesn't represent your your mission or your your heart, what you're about and what you want to show to the world, then then it it's really not part of your brand. It's just a filler piece that is meaningless and is actually detracting from 
the message that you hope to send. And so when people come to you and they show you, when you ask for their brand and they show you their website and they show you their logo, sometimes you're like that, yes, that's a beautiful brand and we can work with that. Or you think, no, this isn't a brand at all because you're, you're just, you're just putting colors that you like, you know, you're just pulling pretty colors and you think people will like this image. But, but in, in having this conversation, I can tell that's not who you are. And so you're, you're, you're not, you're not getting the picture. So, so the logo and the website are a part of it, but only if, if they all, if they all say the same thing, essentially. Absolutely. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. And I think it goes back to the three main pieces of a brand. And and when I talk about branding, I talk about connected branding. And connected branding means that when I see something, when I hear something, when I even just glance at something, I understand it without really having to know much more. And so the three pieces of a connected brand are who are you, which includes your why, what do you do, and who are you sharing it with? And if you can get those three pieces in place, then that is what makes your brand. That is what informs you on which colors to choose, what image to choose, what fonts you should be using, um, you know, how big your image should be versus your text and all these different pieces. Because it goes back to who you are. So that's part of you, what, what that why is. The what you do, are you a lawyer and do you need something more corporate looking so you look more established? Are you, you know, um, a house cleaner and you want something that's clean and fresh and really, really nice and makes people feel, um, you know, really like taking care of and, and very much that they're they're doing something good for their health and themselves? Or are you a fitness trainer and you want to say, we're going to get this done and like the the motivation is there in just the logo. So it doesn't matter what industry you're in, but that what you do is really important because it talks about the next piece, which is who you're sharing with. Who are you speaking to? Like I said, with lawyers, they want to have something more um, established, a little bit more corporate looking. Not all of them, but some of them say, you know, this is I need to be this way for my industry because people want loyalty. They want um, tenure. They want all these kind of strong aspects for a lawyer. When they hire a lawyer, there's there's a darn reason. And it's like, they better be good. You know, I really need help. Right, right. And Makes so sense. they yeah. need that like strongness in their, in their logos usually. And then maybe, like I said, with the house cleaner or with someone who's in fitness, you want a different strength. You want a different aspect to it. You want to invite maybe a residential community into your, your circle and get them involved with what you're doing. So it's, it's maybe a softer approach as well. Um, and so now that you know who you are and what your why is and what, the um, what you do and, and what industry you're in and kind of what you need to do as far as that industry is concerned, because each one has their own little quirks, and then who you're sharing it with. Now you've connected those three pieces, you'll be able to go from, hi, I'm so and so I do this, and connect with the right person to actually, you know, get them to either become a client, share you as word of mouth, or just know that you're there that if they ever needed you, you'd be available to help them. Okay. So how long, or not how long, I, I do have a how long question coming up, <laughs> but how, how much of your brand, so say, so we're just starting out in, in we're just starting a business uh, and maybe we haven't figured out all the kinks yet in terms of, of what it is that we plan to do. Then how much of our brand is us versus the company 
that we're trying to start. So I, I, in the beginning, is it all one or is there some sort of separation? Because I feel like at some point there might be, so I feel like there's a few trains of thoughts here where sometimes if you are, you you're starting a business and you have a mission, you have a passion, you're like, I'm going to do this, This I care about this, everything kind of comes together. But some people start a business for other reasons. And maybe they, they start a business because they have a certain amount of experience. So for the past 15 years, they've been doing uh, construction, for instance. So they have that experience, but that's not their passion. It's their expertise, but it's not their passion. So they start a, a business somehow related to construction, maybe consulting in construction. But their passion is uh, painting scenery. And so, so their personal brand would be a very different, have a very different feel from a business brand uh, so how do you connect those dots? Like, how do you separate uh, your personal brand from your business brand if they're not already aligned, if that makes sense? Yeah, it does. And I have kind of a, a contrary answer. <laughs> mm. I have I a, uh, a different a different approach to it. So I've been doing, uh, I've been in my industry for 20 years. And in web design and marketing and all that. And I've been a business owner for 13. The only reason I didn't start sooner was because when I started in my industry, I was 14 years old. And I had a passion for it. It was what I wanted to do. Now, when I started my business, I didn't think of it as a business. I thought of it as something I just was doing because I couldn't find a job. I was overqualified or underqualified. It was the height of the recession. I couldn't do anything else. I was like, I'm just going to make a job then. I just make it up. I figure it out as I go. Being an entrepreneur is hard enough. I mean, it is the pinnacle of stress. It is the pinnacle of, of being um, alone most of the time. It is the pinnacle of being uh, isolated because not everyone understands what you're trying to do. And it has so many negatives around it of, of things that just happen. It's just part of being an entrepreneur. That if you are not passionate about what you're doing, even if you have 20 years of experience, it's going to be almost doubly hard to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. And so my thing is, I actually don't recommend anyone start any business, even think about starting a business, unless they actually have some semblance of even just a twinkle of passion about the subject, even so, even let's say you've done something for 20 years and you're like, okay, well, I mean, I could still make money at it. I'm kind of forced into retirement or whatever the case may be. And you need to kind of start over starting over with your passion. Like you're kind of saying, you know, scenery painting may not actually work out very well in the beginning. It might be kind of slow going. And in that, in that case, I would say, is that what you really want to do though? Because every time that we're faced with something that is an obstacle our passion will always overcome what reason is. So reason would say, well, you don't have $1,000 for that coach. Or you don't have um, $1,000 a month to put into Facebook ads. But passion says, I'll find it. I'll do something. I'll go out and paint mailboxes 
all along the neighborhood for $30 a pop and make them beautiful and our entire neighborhood will look great and I'll make that $1,000. And now I'll be able to put that into Facebook ads and get people to actually buy my scenery. Now you've actually made, you've made a connection with your entire neighborhood. You have a ton of clients. And now what if they want you to paint a scenery on not just their mailbox, but like on their in their wall in their house and now you've got then their church needs something and then so now you've, you've already started your business but it was on passion and it wasn't that you had to go full-time right away it wasn't that you got all the clients immediately it wasn't even that you had a brand I mean I just sent you out painting mailboxes <laughs> so I think that it comes down to if you're going to start this type of entrepreneurial journey I'm going to be real it's hard this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do and I've been through a divorce at the age of 20 so this is harder than I even think that is. And I've been doing this for 20, for 10 years, 13 years. So the the fact that I've been able to stick it out, if you don't have the passion there, it's going to get so much harder as you go. And I've seen so many of my colleagues that have come and gone through my 13 years, especially during hard times like recessions and COVID and all these other things, they just quit. They just give up because they don't have this fire inside them that says, if I don't do this every single day of my life, I will cease to exist. I love that. I love what you said there. I I feel so I it's what is the word I'm looking for? It's it's a bomb to my soul that you would say that and and, and to the listeners as well, I think, because I feel that there is so much pressure and and so much of the 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 advice that's out there and when you're looking to start a business and there's so much overwhelm to begin with because there's so many resources and there's so many different things, so many voices saying, saying, you know, everything you can imagine. I call it guru syndrome. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. And, but they all seem to focus on your experience. So, so when they talk about, okay, how do I start a business? What do I first need to do? They always, always go to a very few that I've seen do it any differently. The majority go to what is your experience? What have you done? You know, what, uh, what have you been doing for the past 20 years? What, what, uh, what are you good at? Uh, well, you know, I'm good at my job, but I don't like my job. So if, if I'm going to follow that advice, then that's just saying, well, tough luck. You're good at it. So that's what you have to do. That's what your business needs to be about because that's all you know. Uh, so there's not a lot of advice out there that says, you know what, you you don't have to already know it to start a business. And this kind of blows my mind a little bit because when you really take a look at a lot of super successful entrepreneurs that, you know, big, big household names, uh, I feel like the majority of them started out not knowing what they were doing. They started out, they didn't have... 10 years of construction experience and then started a construction consulting company. They what what they had was 10 years of construction experience and then they hated construction and they said I love painting, so then they went and they started Paint Night, you know, and that's just a example. I have no idea what the founder of Paint Night used to do. But uh, so it's so refreshing to hear you say that if you're going to do this, if you're going to put your feet to the fire and and take on this arduous journey that that is totally worth it uh, you have to enjoy and have an interest at, at minimum in what it is you're doing 
Otherwise, you just won't make it. It's just human nature and you won't make it. Exactly. And in, your, in that case, you're not building a business. You're building yourself another job. Oh, and who wants that? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh, my gosh. So now I'll go back to the how long question. How long would you recommend or is there a time period where you would, you would recommend building that brand so that you feel like, okay, this speaks to me. This is who I am. I can now move forward. And all the decisions I make from here on out, I can ask myself, does this uh, meet my branding message or does my branding message meet the criteria of this decision? And, and however you make that decision is going to be dependent on your branding message. How long would you give yourself to also knowing that down the road you could you could shift your branding message, you could change that, change the name, for instance, like we talked about earlier. How much time would you recommend dedicating in the beginning to creating a brand so that you can then move on to, to doing the, the nuts and bolts of building the website and uh, doing all those other things? Eight hours, one day. Eight hours, one day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that was easy. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that it shouldn't be something that you labor over because it should be in there already. It should be within you already. It it just might need to be coaxed out. And that's what I do with my clients. We sit for one day, we create a brand, which is all that messaging I just talked about and that we just discussed. And it's also pulling out that passion and then building it into a representable form. So that visual form, the, the logo itself. And then also writing some kind of checklist ebook that does show the expertise you have in that subject. You know, we don't want to send you out if you don't, if you've never painted before and you don't know anything about painting, you don't know anything about paints or brushes or anything like that and send you out doing those mailboxes because they're going to look horrible and you're not going to get any more clients and they're going to be like, okay, well, maybe not, maybe we're going to paint that over, you know? And so that's not going to be a great thing because maybe you might like painting, but you've never done it. So I think there does have to be some little bit of experience, but it might not be professional experience. This is what we would all expect it to be, like you were saying. So, but I think we, you know, once you pull out that information and you say, who am I? Why am I doing this? What am I offering? And some people, like you mentioned, they might not know what they're offering. You better. You better. Like you got to know what you're offering. If you don't know what that is, pick the least common denominator of what you think it might be. So if you say, well, I want to be in marketing. Okay. There's a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> you want to work in social media? Well, no, I really don't like social media that much. Okay. Social media is out. What about SEO? Well, I'm not really, I don't really know much about SEO, so I don't know if I could do that. Okay. SEO is out. What about websites? Well, I really like designing websites, but I don't know if I could code one. Like I'm not a code person. Okay. That's out for now, but maybe it's something we can do down the road with partners. All right. So what, are you, what is it you're saying you do? Oh, well, you like design. So do you know how to use Canva? Are you well-versed in Illustrator? Have you used those? Yeah, I've dabbled in them. I do okay. I can figure it out. Okay. Have you done anything for anyone? Well, I made this logo for my cousin. You know, so I'm just kind of giving you like this, the way this conversation usually goes. We start eliminating what you don't want to do or what you're not really good at at all. You have never had experience in. And we get to that thing where you actually have a little bit of experience, even if you just did it once or twice, but yeah. you know that you have something you can offer. And then you say, okay, well, we're going to start offering logo design and you're going to do 10 logo designs or 20 logo designs for 20 different businesses. That's your mission for free, completely free. And you're going to get testimonials and you're going to learn and you're going to grow. That's where you start. And if you say, I am a a designer 
I do logo designs and brands and here's how I do it and you take some of the things you learn from me <laughs> and you use them in your business which is fine um, and then you go out there and you start doing that then someone's gonna say to you hey I've got this developer but he's not really great at design would you mind working with him on because you did such a great job on my logo yes that's a great idea I'm gonna branch out now into partnering with developers and so then your business grows and you don't have to worry about that your name is still you know uh, blue bunny designs or something like that it's that's okay if that's what your brand name was and that still applies to you then that's great but then maybe down the road you might become blue bunny marketing and advertising because now you've grown and you've grown you know made something different you have team members and you have you know VAs and all this other stuff but that's down the road so we don't have to worry about that right now what we want to do is you make sure that your name is solid it's giving people an idea of what you do blue bunny designs and I know that if I come to you, I'm going to see on your website, on your branding, that you offer a specific thing. How much does it cost? And how about, can I see work that you've done before? Those are like the ba the bare bones basics. And if you've got that, I mean, that's your start of your business. But you get if you get out there and you get those testimonials and you get those few freebies under your belt to really make you give you that experience that most people are looking for, then that's all you need. That's your That's your starting point. I love that the hustle, the the hustle. That's it's it's more of a realistic hustle. It's not like you got to, to work yourself to death. You just have to be open to working for free for a while. If you're starting out doing something that you don't already have that professional experience in, and then can just transition right on into charging people for it. And and I would say you don't always have to be free. Like I mentioned about the mailbox thing, like you could go out and say, okay, it's thirty bucks. I'll paint your mailbox. The job you're doing might be worth like a hundred or two hundred dollars but you're giving it to them because you're saying, I need a little bit to cover my costs, let's do this. And you can do the same thing with logos. And if you do offer something for free, and I know I kind of mentioned that, but if you do offer something for free, make sure you do it in a completely different circle than the one you want to actually promote in. Because if one person gets something for free and then they're like, oh girls, she did it for free, you should totally go talk to her. Um, that's not gonna work exactly when you are charging money. So go into like this kind of random Facebook group, start engaging, start interacting, and then say, guess what? I'm gonna be offering 10 people a free logo. I'm trying to build my brand. I'm trying to build my expertise here. I only ask that you repay me with a video testimonial or something like that. That is going to work wonders. You're basically getting paid in testimonial and so if you can use utilize that or say hey it's only thirty dollars or only it's only a hundred dollars when most people are charging ten times that you're still gonna get ahead there and you're still gonna get takers so just I just want to make sure I made that clear because I, I kind of misspoke a little bit about the free thing because I can I can get a little carried away with the free thing <laughs> you don't want to do that too much if you're starting out well I, I like this too so this is another something that you just said is something else I I haven't really heard before, so this is really interesting, uh, but I really like it. I like where you're going with this or where I think that you're going with this. Uh, you, When you talk about building testimony, testimonials with people outside of your intended circle, so say you have, you know, you have your ideal customer avatar and they're going to be uh, stay-at-home moms and that's your ideal customer avatar, stay-at-home moms with, with babies. Uh, but in order to, you know, you eventually want to charge your services within that group. So that's not the group you necessarily want to go in and offer your initial free or, or discounted services to. 
uh, you instead want to go into just another uh, another random group, perhaps that you're in, and say, "Hey, do any of you know a stay-at-home mom?" Or maybe you don't even use the word "stay-at-home mom." Would any of you like to have me paint your mailbox? Uh, and this is this is what I'm doing. This is the discount offer, et cetera, et cetera. So that there they might there will be people within that audience to say, hey, that's a great idea. I never would have thought to even look for that. But now that you're offering it, I'd love to take advantage. And so you you build the testimonials that way. You put them on your website. And then you go market to the stay-at-home moms who think, oh, my gosh, they do great work. I would totally pay for that and et cetera. So I Absolutely. really like that, that you take it outside of your ideal customer because I've never heard that before. So that's really interesting to me. Yeah. And I think there's always going to be your ideal customer wherever you go, but like maybe you're focusing on local stay at home moms because it is a local thing you're trying to achieve. Right. Um, right. And maybe instead of starting there, maybe you do, you, you go to um, a Michigan stay at home moms or California stay at home moms group. And you go into that group and you start looking at what they're doing, what they're requesting about what they're griping about <laughs> you kind of look at all those things if are there any pain points you can solve and maybe um one of them is saying you know christmas is coming again and i'm like i don't even know what to do i'm just so overwhelmed this whole covid thing has just thrown me off i normally do my shopping in july but like i don't even know what to do now and i don't want to give something meaningless and does anybody have any ideas well yeah you can paint mailboxes yeah you can paint scenery but have you ever done a name plaque like where you write the name and you like make it all fancy around that and everything. Okay, well, maybe I could get these boards and make these name plaques and they could give me a theme and then I could ship them to them and that's going to be their thing. Or I can get it as a print. They can frame it or whatever. So now you're doing something sort of similar to your skill. But again, like you said, you're getting those testimonials, but you're doing it somewhere that's outside of you know, your area or outside of even your comfort zone or whatever, your ideal client, you could even go to business owners and say, hey, I'm going to put your, I'm going to use your colors and really take your brand and like amplify it and put your name in there. And then you can put it on your wall at your office and it's going to be free, but you have to give me a video testimonial and show you guys hanging it up on the wall or something, you know, like those kind of things, they're going to translate even if it's not the ideal client, because you'll eventually have more ideal client testimonials than you do of those initial ones, but it does get you going. Right. I, I love that. I, and that's actually, uh, that's actually motivating too, because you think I, the, the pressure is off a little bit because you're just going out there in some ways just to serve. Like I just want to serve and I want to serve as many people as I can that will take me and allow me to do that. And the, the pressure is not there because you're not trying to impress or or attract per se that that perfect customer you're just trying to gain experience and help people out and so that's that really takes the pressure off and i i really like that so thank you for sharing i i'm wondering if you can talk about your in a day sessions so are these sessions where you and your team are solving problems such as creating a brand websites that convert and blogging for seo or are these really just a, a time to lay out all of the current challenges and, and determine whether Beyond the Cause is is a good fit to solve those problems in the year ahead. Like what is the end result of an in-a-day session? They are implementation sessions 100%. So when someone walks into our office and they've booked a, a branding day and a website day, for example, 
and they are there just for those two days. Sometimes they come in from other parts of the country. Um, we have we find we have a lot of clients with um, friends and family in our city, so they'll come to us, which is fun. Uh, and so well, they'll come in for that day or two days. And the first thing we do when we sit down is we go over those three things: the why, you know, who you are and why you're doing this, what you're offering, and then who you're sharing it with. That's the brand. We actually implement all that. We create messaging around it. We write, if we want to write a mission statement, if we want to write a value statement, whatever we, we think that's best for the customer. And then we create the logo right there on the spot. And we do the vectorization later, but we, you know, get that visual down with them approving it every single centimeter along the way. I mean, we're, they're looking at the screen. We're looking at the screen. We're, we're like collaborating right away. So there's none of this. Well, let me send you proofs. Okay, email me back and let me know what you thought. No, we're getting initial reactions. And if we get an initial bad reaction, tell me what you're feeling. Tell me what you're thinking. Because some people don't want to come right out and say, I hate it. <laughs> right, but we right. give them that ability. Like, you need to tell us. You know, we're here to fix this. We're here to make this the best it can be. And if our ideas don't line up with your vision, then that's good. But if, if we're trying to get you to go to a certain direction because we know it's best, we also want to have that conversation too. So we're there to have the conversation. We're there to create it. Once we finalize the logo, then we move on to creating collateral like business cards, opt-ins, eBooks, whatever that may be. And that's the end of the final day. So at the end of the day, they walk away with all their messaging done. They are a clear, they have a clear focus on what they're going to do, what they're going to offer. Sometimes we even go over pricing. And then we go into, they also are walking away with um, their logo and their collateral, their business cards or, or their, you know, PDF or whatever they're getting at the end of that. And that's the end of the day. It's, there's a, there's a law called um, Parkinson's law. And it says essentially that if you give a task a certain amount of time, it will take that amount of time. So if you say, I'm going to build a website in four, it takes me four to six weeks, we'll collaborate, it'll be done remotely, blah, blah, blah. It's going to take you four to six weeks, if not longer. And if you give your brand or your website or whatever it is a day, you can accomplish it in that day. Is it going to be a $10,000 website? No, it's not meant to be that. It's meant to get you moving forward, give you something to share with people that you're proud of, that works for you, that has a workflow, that has calls to action. It's about getting your brand in place so that when you do start going out there, you're not just handing out business cards where you have to scratch off 10 things and say, oh, well, don't visit my website because it's not done yet. Those kinds of things that can really damage your reputation when you're starting, we try to eliminate all that up front. So it's never meant to be something where you're going to get the fanciest website in the world for one day. It's about starting and accomplishing and moving forward, about actually getting things done rather than sitting on them and going, well, I got to finish that. Yeah, I got to finish that. Yeah, I got to do that. So never leaving it on the to-do list, but actually doing something and using it the way you should. That is perfect. Implementation is so important. And it, I, I really feel that it's one of the the barriers to entry for 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 those of us that are starting out, it's it's very much because there's so much overwhelm and there's so many questions that we have and it's, oh gosh, what should I do? Am I doing this right? What if I'm not doing this right? Who who can I talk to? Uh, I, I really feel like it's so good to have somebody in your corner who is experienced and says, you know what? You're not walking away from us today until you have done this action. And that is 
incredibly motivating and I, and I imagine it really starts the momentum and you can just build from there. So as long as they just keep at it, you know, once they have their day in a day session with you, they're really on a roll. I've had people who've owned their business for five, six, seven years. One lady, she owned her business for seven years. She came in, she had done her website herself, which was fine. It, it was, it was okay. It wasn't her though. I knew it needed to be more. She had this goal of going into, um, she was working in health, um, home health care stuff. And she had this goal of going into hospitals and collaborating with hospitals. The brand that she had was not, I won't say it's not professional enough, but it just wasn't big enough. She needed to be bigger and clearer and have more clarity that on her own, for her own self, so that when she actually presented it out into the world, it was like, wow, everybody needs to go get on this train. Like, this is amazing. These hospitals are just going to be blown away. And because of the industry, she had to have a certain look and a certain style and it needed to look a certain way. And she didn't have that. It looked very homegrown. It looked like she did it herself and it served her for seven years. It was great for seven years. And then she was like, you know, what? I need to do something about this. I have to move forward and I can't do that myself. She came to us. We redid her brand. We didn't change the name of her company because it was fine. Oh, we changed it like slightly, but it was very slight, Um, but it was mostly fine. And then we just changed the logo. She loved it. The second day um, she was with us, um, she was only there for two days, we did her her website. And at the end of the website day, she looks at me and she's like crying. And I'm like, oh my gosh, does she hate it? Like what happened? We, she liked it a second ago. What's going on? And she looks at me and she goes, I can't believe this. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, we built a website in one day. And I said, yeah, you you helped. Like it wasn't just me. You, you did some <laughs> of this too. And she goes, no, for the first time, I feel like, I have a real business. It's not just me. It's not just my husband. We're not just out there kind of doing our thing. And like I did when I, when I first started my computer company, like I said, it wasn't, it didn't feel like a real business. It just felt like I was just doing things and making some money, you know? Mm -hmm. She goes, I feel like I have a company for the first time in seven years. And she went out there and she just is like killing it on the like, you know, hospital side of things. And she's going out there and doing presentations. And she's like, I am proud to share my website, know that it works and know that if someone goes to my website as a lead for me, I'm going to get it and I'm going to respond and it's going to all be professional. She just was so overwhelmed uh, with, you know, joy that it just was done and working. And she was surprised that it was just done in one day. But more, moreover, my, my goal, my takeaway from that was that she actually saw herself as a company. Now when everyone else saw her that way already, Right. But she saw it and now she had the inner confidence to go out there and get the jobs that she really, really wanted to get those contracts. And I was just really happy for her that she was able to see that. That's awesome. Confidence is just, confidence is a make or break, I think. So Elizabeth, I want to thank you so much for sitting down with us today. I have had a wonderful conversation with you and I imagine everybody listening has thoroughly enjoyed it. I certainly hope so. Where can we go to learn more about you and your your business, your in-a-day sessions? Where can we go to learn more about that? Well, I have a website um, called beyondthecause.co. And that's my main site. It has all of our marketing information on it. We work with small businesses and nonprofits to create a year's worth of marketing in five days. And some some clients work with us for just one day, which is fine. As long as we get them moving forward, that's our goal. So it's beyondthecause.co. 
And um, I also have my own podcast, which is a two-minute podcast. And um, it is so much fun. And I, I produce it every Monday. And we're starting our second season on Monday, this coming Monday. And also my hero, one of my, I can't believe this, one of my heroes is going to be on our podcast in a few weeks. So very Ooh. excited about that. Can we get a, a sneak peek of the name or should we just go check it out? So, We're going to check it out anyway. I guarantee Yes, it. yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually read a book um, about two years ago that changed my life and changed my business. And I don't fall into those things lightly. I don't, I'm not a joiner as you were, as you would say, I'm a, more of a leader. I, I'm the one who leads all the things. And so this was something that I, I was just so um, overwhelmed by, which was my finances through my business. Cause I never took any business classes. I never had any business background. I literally just started my business as a 20 year old kid, just like I'm going to make money. And, and now here I am 13 years later. So I, I read this book called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz, and it changed everything about my life, my business, my finances. And honestly, if we hadn't had that, you know, in place and that foundation for the last for several years, I would actually be probably not here as a business through COVID because of what it did to our business. So um, I definitely attribute it to that system and using it. And so I, I got a hold of him through LinkedIn of all places. And he wrote me back. I was so, so surprised because I do a lot of LinkedIn messaging and he wrote me back and he said, I will be on your podcast. It sounds really cool. And I was just like doing a happy dance and all excited. Oh, so That yeah. is very exciting. I, I, I have not read that book, but I know which one you're talking about. And it's already, it's on my list. It, it's, and now I feel like I, I, I have to buy it. That's the next one. That's the next yes, one again. He's, he's amazing. He read his book as an audio book. He reads it. The author does. And it sounds like a podcast. I mean, the way he reads it, you sound like you're sounds like you're listening to a podcast. He's so funny and so engaging. And it's really good to also physically have the book because there's so many charts and graphs and things in the book that just make more sense if you visualize them. So when he tries to describe them, it's really hard to kind of see it in your mind. But I, I recommend if you if you have the ability to get the audiobook and purchase the physical book, I actually have a, a stack of them at my house. I buy them online from, you know, directly from the the publisher. And I, I keep them in my car, in my house, in my office. And I give them away when someone comes to my house and they say, or, you know, to my office and they say, I can't afford your services. I really want to work with you. I'm like, just a minute. I go and I get a book. I hand it to them. And I'm like, here, come back in three months. And usually they do, which is the most amazing part. That because is awesome. the system works oh, for them. I love that. I love that. I'm, I'm very excited for that particular podcast episode. I can't wait to hear it. It's called so, the Absolute Marketing Podcast, and it's uh, absolutemarketingpodcast.com. Absolutemarketingpodcast.com. We will definitely be going there. Oh, goodness, Elizabeth. This has been fantastic. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show and being our very first guest. This is very exciting. So thank you so very much. I feel like you've given us so much value today and there, there has just been so much to look over and to really digest. And one, one big takeaway I got is that I feel more empowered to be able to, to carry forth and, and that I can do this, that I can do this. My listeners can do this. This is not something that is just for those with, you know, X number of years of experience already. Like, Anybody with the passion and the drive and the determination can make 
a successful, a, a profit generating business. And I don't want to say successful because everybody has a different definition of what that means and what that looks like. So I'll just say a profit generating business. Everyone has that ability and, and you have definitely given me uh, confidence today that uh, that is in fact the case. So thank you so much, Elizabeth. You're very welcome. And I really appreciate you having me on today. Let's continue learning together on this business and lifestyle building journey. Hit the subscribe button and I'll see you on the next episode. This is Stephanie wishing you a deeply satisfying day.